the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience, where I got my start in the Sports Gambling Podcast. March Madness is heating up, and all you need to do is subscribe to the College Basketball Experience for awesome winners, a whole bunch of picks. See you on Saturday, Kobe. Let's go. Yes, sir. And we are back with part two of the NBA Gambling Podcast today. Definitely getting into the second half of the slate. And I chose the right game to kick it off with because we have the grudge match. Scott's Brooklyn Nets are on the road to play my New York Knicks. Knicks are laying seven and a half. 223 is the total. Half a point up. That total was at 222 and a half. It's up 223. Going and looking at an injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, they're playing on a back-to-back, so you're not really going to know. Cam Johnson, injury management is TBD. Edmund Sumner, personal reasons, he's TBD as well. Yuta Wabanabe, TBD. And you know Ben Simmons is shut down for the rest of the year, which is... Wabanabe hasn't played in a couple weeks anyway. He's been a healthy scratch, so I don't think... Yeah, but... And for the New York Knicks, they look completely healthy. I don't have anything for the New York Knicks at all. So, Knicks line opened up at minus six and a half, is sitting at minus seven and a half. I know what I'm doing. What are you doing, Scott? The Nets have been so bad lately because they can't score, but. We know the Knicks just beat this team by what felt like 30. I think it was 20 something and change. Josh Hart went crazy, had like 27 points. I think I got to lean to the Knicks, but it is a pretty good spot for the Knicks to just completely lay an egg, and everyone's going to be betting the Knicks blindly mm-hmm. in a rivalry game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it's a spot where the Nets could obviously use a win because they're on the verge of, of I don't want to say a full-on collapse, but it's looked pretty rough uh, the last couple of weeks. But I think I'm going to lean to the Knicks here. The Nets just don't have enough offensive firepower with their current roster. Finney Smith forgot how to shoot. Cam Johnson might not play. Bridges has been very good, so I'll give him props. I've been blindly mm-hmm. taking his three-point uh, number at like one and a half, and it's cashed pretty much every game. But you have Randall, you have Brunson. Josh Hart, I just mentioned, was good against this team a little while ago. Mitchell Robinson's back, and the Nets really struggle with rebounding. I think I'm just on the Knicks. I understand if you want to make a case for the Nets because it's a perfect letdown spot for the Knicks and everything, but based on how the Nets have played recently, they can't score. They have too many dry spells, and I like how the Knicks have played. Chemistry-wise, the Knicks are really clicking. I'm going to lean to the Knicks at home. All right. Assuming you take the Nets, <laughs> yes, 100%. So it's just like it's hilarious because who is a fan of which team here? <laughs> I should have said my Brooklyn Nets and your Knicks, but yeah, no, I'm fading the Knicks in this spot, man. Come on. So, one, the number one thing that makes me fade the Knicks is because I turned on the TV the other day, and the first thing I saw is everybody raving about how the Knicks have the second longest winning streak in the league. Oh. Perfect, like Fade City. Fade City. 
anytime I go and I see the Knicks getting good press in the media, absolutely fade city of the Knicks. Like just as a fan and what I've seen, hundred percent. Now, if we want to turn that into actual sports betting and looking at the trend with the New York Knicks, and yes, I see Daniel's talking about the Knicks at home are 14, 17, and 1 ATS. Yes, they are historically a bad road team because everybody thinks that they're fucking Michael Jordan when they come to the garden. But to put actual numbers on it, the New York Knicks since 2011, when they are a home favorite of more than seven points, they are 21, 31, and 1 against the spread. Now, you have some very bad Knicks teams in that span from 2011 to now. And I do 2011 because that's when the CBA changed and a whole bunch of stuff in the league changed. So that's a really good place to, you know, stop and pick up from a trend. You have some good teams. You have some bad teams. If you're laying seven, if the Knicks are laying seven points at home, it's either because somebody is probably injured. They're playing against one of the worst teams in the league and they're looking down the competition. And it's not so many times that the Knicks are actually good. So it's really just those two. And for them to be 21, 31, and 1 against the spread, that's 40%. Really good. Really, really good on backing the Knicks as such a large home favorite of a team that historically just does not play up the competition and teams come into the garden playing really, really well. And I like Jock Vaughn. I like Jock Vaughn as a coach. I think Jock Vaughn can really still coach this team up. They've been in a really bad stretch right now, but I think he can really coach this team up and get them playing well, even if they don't get an outright win. Just keep this game close. It's seven and a half points, three possessions at this point. Like, I'm really good. So I'm going to fade the Knicks at home, laying a big number. Give me the Nets. This is actually one of my favorite plays of the day. I'll take the Nets plus seven and a half. I see Bridges as three pointers are still at one and a half. I don't know how the hell it's still at one and a half. It's around minus 140, so it is a bit juicy. But mm-hmm. I mean, to go through the numbers for Bridges, he's been easily clearing this number. He had a massive game against the Knicks. I think he had 28 points in the last meeting. But you're looking at Mikel's three-point numbers. Once again, the props are one and a half. To go through his made threes over the last couple of games since joining the Nets, uh, three, two, two, four, one, three. And even at two and three, his final two games with the Suns. So he's just been constantly going over. And the attempts have been there. Seven, six, five, six, three, five, six, seven. It's one and a half. That number's way too low for me. I'm I'm on Bridges three-pointers again. Yeah, and uh, I think you said he had a massive game against the Knicks last time. That was Dinwiddie. That had had 20. That was Dinwiddie that had 28. Bridges had Sorry, yeah, he had 20. Because I remember remember I was on Bridges in that game, and he completely laid an egg. But he still hit one of – he was still one for three from three. So, like, he's he's getting them up there. Well, Dinwiddie's got to be your leader in the clubhouse for Jordan candidates, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's still for me. It's still Dinwiddie and Bridges, but I, yeah. I just have to think that they're going to put on a way better showing than getting absolutely smoked by the Knicks last time they came in this building and played, which is like a week or two, like two weeks ago or something like that. So, yeah, I'm on. I'm all over the Nets here. I feel really good about that one. That's a lock for me. I'm betting that play. All right, two twenty three is the total. I think if the Nets are in this game, they actually woke up defensively. Uh, I think I have to lean under anyway because I'm still not sold in the Nets offensively. Uh, I actually had the under last head-to-head meeting, and that game went over. But <laughs> I, I, I do think at the end of the day, the Nets on a back-to-back, you're worried about tired legs. Offensively, though, the 
the stagnant offense is a serious problem in the second half. When we saw it against Milwaukee, they got mm-hmm. buried in that second half yesterday. The Knicks are kind of the same way. They've been better lately, but we know that with Thibodeau, this team can really just drain the life out of the game by draining a bunch of clock and having ugly possessions down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the under. I think you'll see both teams drain clock late in this game. Maybe a live under if you think the first quarter or the first half's high scoring, but I'm going to lean to the under. All right. By the way, Daniel, I can't. I don't know if you can say that the Nets stayed with the Bucks. They stayed with the Bucks for a half, or for like two and a half quarters. They still lost by like fifteen. They were yeah. winning at halftime. They got buried <laughs> in the second half, but it depends how you define stayed with because they lost by like fifteen. They got out fast. I'll say they got out fast. They did. The That's Bucks. what I'm saying. They got out fast. I don't think they stayed with them because that second half. I would use. That second half was, was really bad. For the first two and a half quarters. But all right. I still think I think the next are I think the next are good here. All right, let's go on. Uh oh well, any other props that you want to throw out there? I'm gonna just throw bridges out there again. Let's let's just scratch game one bridges and let's throw bridges out there again. And let's I mentioned the threes, but I feel like I have to at least bring up either Mitchell Robinson double double or bring up Claxton unders because Claxton's been kind of a non factor lately. And Mitchell Robinson's been good. Yeah. I, I think that if you're looking at a double double price. And with Claxton's inability to shoot, you could see Robinson kind of park himself a bit in the lane in this game. But Robinson double doubles plus two fifty. Really, two fifty? I think that's a I think that's value. Yeah, that's a decent price. I mean, Claxton double doubles plus two hundred. But I, I think that with Robinson's recent performances, I think it's a good price. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna just go back on Bridges. Bridges has a good game against the two Nova guys. I'm back on Josh Hart too. Oh my gosh! Like they just yeah. what is Josh Hart's number at today? Let me. Uh, I didn't even look at that. I don't even see it because I know just, that was that was double double. Sorry, I, I gotta scroll back. Josh you want Hart threes. Over, you want points? Ah, points. Okay. Uh, where it's I gonna be low. Oh, I don't see him out right now. They had him out early last time. Oh, wait, no, it's, it's at nine and a half now. Okay, so they ticked it up. They ticked it up to nine and a half. And I think they're trying to scare me off of it. But I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to play it. Josh what do you have, 27? He had 27 against them, but la- yeah. I gave it out last game saying that that eight and a half was really sweet last game. And I think he had like 13 against the Celtics. And they were they were some good buckets, man. I was uh, watching it with my uncle, and he was like, "Who is this guy, Josh Hart? Like, who is?" I'm like, "Yo, he's good. Like, he's a really good pickup, and we got him for like nothing, pretty much." So, yeah, he had 12 last game, five for eight, 12, two for three from three. Yeah, I'm still on Josh Hart, man. This nine and a half is low, and he's he has a role in offense. Like, he legitly has a role in offense with the Knicks, and you can't really say that for the uh, when he was on the Blazers. So, yeah, I'm on Josh Hart over nine and a half again. Okay, next game on the slate, we have the Memphis Grizzlies on the road going to play the Houston Rockets. Memphis is laying 10, ticked up from 9.5, now at 10. Totals dropped four points, though, opened up at 234.5, is sitting at 230.5. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Grizzlies, Steven Adams not seeing him, uh, Jake LaRuvia, you probably not going to see him. And for the Houston Rockets, you have Kevin Porter Jr., who is officially TBD. I safe to say you're probably not going to see Kevin. Well, oh well, no, they're I saying think, that he actually, might, actually he might come back. Yeah, no, Silas said that he's confident that Porter's going to come back from a 20 game absence on today. So, all right, Kevin Porter Jr. returns to the lineup today. It looks like, 
And Deshaun Tate suspected to play as well. Is it 0-3 ATS since the Pray for Victor comments? Is that what we're I at? believe so. They yes, have not we are. been close in yes, any we of are. these games. 0-3, straight up 0-3 ATS, not covering an 8.5 against the Warriors, not covering a 9 against Portland, not covering a 12.5 against Denver. And these are all closing lines as well. Yeah, I saw Jokic had a triple-double in three quarters and didn't play the fourth, which I think is exactly what I said would happen in that game, that he'd have a triple-double in about three quarters, and he did. But, yeah, Houston, uh, that's the worst team in the league, right? I mean, it's, uh, they're, it's tough to at, argue with at this point. I will say, at the very least, they're committed to what the plan is. And the plan is simple. Lose as Lose. many games by as much of a margin as you can. Like, don't even make it close. And give us a one-in-three shot of getting that uh, – well, not one-in-three shot, but – you know, one of the three best teams with the best shot to get that number one overall pick. Do you think Memphis is hung over for uh, beating the Lakers with no LeBron last night? Or do you think that they just come out and bury this team? <sighs> it could go either way, but I, I'm I'm leaning I'm, I'm under the impression that Memphis is going to kill this team. I mean, I just think I I can't I can't sit here and say anything. I'm trying to find any way any way because at some point. No matter how bad you are at tanking, no matter gonna how win you're gonna win a game. I don't think you're it's against gonna Memphis, make a game but... close, <laughs> and it, I would not be surprised if it's against Memphis because there's no reason to look past. There's so many reasons to look past this team right here, but I can't give it out. Memphis minus ten. That's it. Pray for Victor. That's my that's my handicap. Pray for Victor. They're they are literally telling you they're tanking, and they're actually doing a very good job at it. So, all right, total 230. What are you, 230 and a half? I'm sorry. What are you doing? I think I got to lean over because Houston can't stop anybody. I, I think Memphis could score 130 points. It wouldn't totally surprise me. You're looking at the last couple of games. Houston allowed 133 to Denver, 131 to Portland, uh, 133 to OKC, 123 to Philly. They're just giving up a bunch of points. I, I have to blindly look at Memphis team total over and look at the over because Houston doesn't stop anybody. And the first meeting landed in the 240s. So I'm going to go with the over in this game. Yeah, I think I had the same mindset as you, but I just played it different. And I was on Houston's team total under. And it's sitting here at 109 and a half. It's pretty low. But sitting at 109 and a half, and you look at the last couple of games for Memphis, 109 to the Lakers last night. You have 94 to Denver. That's really good. You have the uh, 110 to Philly, even in a loss. Like they held, they held Philly down for the majority of that game, and then they just, you know, blew it. 111 to Utah. That's solid against Utah's offense. And then uh, they also have that 119. That's the outlier, that 119 to Boston. And so I think that defensively, especially against a Houston team that's getting Kevin Porter Jr. back. So you know Kevin Porter Jr. is going to put up shots. You have no idea what he looks like. He's probably – I can probably hang my hat on that he's not going to be efficient in this game at all. And it's just really can Memphis come down with the rebounds to not give Houston the second-chance opportunities. I think they. Got, I think that it, rebounding edge is a pretty even matchup between two teams. I like Houston's team total under one oh nine and a half. My question for you about Ja: Are you leaning more towards a triple double? Are you leaning more towards like a forty piece? Because he had forty nine last game against Houston. 
<sighs> but you have to worry about a blowout too. You might only play three quarters. What's this triple double price? Uh, I see ten to one. You could get him thirty plus points at plus one thirty five. 35 plus at plus 350, and 40 plus is 9 to 1. Jaka, it's a back to back, so I think that there's a good possibility that they're up big Josses. And so, what has more likely of hitting in a half to three quarters of play? I would assume the triple double. So, I'll say take triple double at 10 to 1. I can do a same game parlay with that, and I got it up to 17 to 1. Yeah, so I think that I think that it's basically what I'm because I have to I have to assume that he's done in three quarters, and I think that a triple double in three quarters has a higher probability of hitting than getting to forty. Yeah, I, once again, I, I built it up. I've kind of discovered I don't want to say it's a hack, but I do think that there's some value with the same game parlay function. One book also gives you props per quarter. And if he's going to get a triple-double, he's going to have at least two rebounds and two assists in the first quarter. Yeah. You can add that layer to it with the full game, and it adds an extra plus, like 500, 600, something like that. So it turns a 10-to-1 into a 17-to-1. I want you to do that. Can you do that for me with this next game right here? Because the Los Angeles Lakers are going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC is laying one now. Lakers open up as a minus-one favorite. It's down to OKC minus one now. Well, completely flipped OKC minus one. 229. Is that what you're asking? You're going with Giddy on this? Yeah. 229 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Lakers, D'Lo is doubtful. You know, you're not seeing LeBron. Don't have anything else for the Lakers because they played last night. And for OKC, uh, you know you're not seeing SGA because he's in health and safety protocols, but he also has the abdominal injury as well. I Giddy's just had a lot to say. Yeah. Giddy's had a lot to say about the Lakers, and I think with no SGA, that this could be an opportunity for him to showcase himself and have a really good game against this Lakers team. So. He was somebody that I was already looking today. Like, just it just feels like he's the guy that gets up when the Lakers comes to town. And I'm like, all right, what's what's Giddy's triple double number at? So and, I see eleven to one uh, for the triple double. If you do a same game parlay alone with with the rebounds and and assists, no points are needed. It's already twelve to one. And if I throw, I don't see any first quarter numbers with that. So it's going to be uh, higher. But I found twelve to one in the same game parlay feature without points. Compared yeah, to the eleven to one on with points regular default triple double, and I feel good with that because he's he's gonna have to run the offense for them, and this is a very important game for these two teams. Like this is a excuse me a very very important game for these two teams, and I think that we're gonna get the best effort on both sides, even without LeBron for the Lakers, because they both know that this win is gonna set them. Very, very good in trying to chase for that playing seed. So I think we're going to see a very, very competitive game. And in a competitive game between these two uh, teams in the bottom of the West, I think Josh Giddy can really like rally everybody else around him because he's been playing a lot better this season, like a lot better. He's some he's one of those guys that you would look at for 
uh, before the ward was a tainted that, but like he's one of those guys that you would have looked at for uh, most improved because his shooting has been a lot better. His playmaking has been a lot better. You know, you already know he had crazy court vision. So and Shea's out, so he's gonna have the ball in his hands the entire time. Uh, the entire time. So I was, I already told myself uh, when I saw that Shea was in health and safety protocols that when we got to this Lakers game, I was gonna be on Josh Giddy, and I'm not gonna switch that switch that up now. I like Josh Giddy a lot today. And, you know, points, points, rebounds, points, uh, rebounds, assists, assists. I like Josh Giddy to have a game today. Yeah. Well, I mentioned it was like 12 to 1, but assuming you can find uh, the – assuming the quarter props also get posted, you can same <coughs> parlay those two. It's probably going to be closer to like 18 to 1, maybe 20 to 1. I'll keep an eye uh, on it. Yeah. All right. And uh, in terms of the side, Lakers or – OKC, because that's pretty much how you have to pick it. Who's winning the game, Lakers or the Thunder? Uh, this one's pretty tricky. I think I have to lean to OKC. I I just think that, first of all, are you blindly just going to take some AD props? Because how the hell? Oh, 100%. 100%. It, it was blind AD and uh, Josh Giddy for me. I wanted to make a case for Vanderbilt, but I don't think he's actually good enough offensively to take advantage of opportunities on a regular basis. He really does not have much offensive talent, but he's just a very good defensive player. And a hustler. He yeah, and hustle. That's true, too. So, uh, I, I don't, I, I've seen OKC play against the Kings recently, though, and defensively, they're horrible. Like, they can't stop anybody. Sabonis almost had a triple-double. Bit of a robbery there if you had triple-double last night. But... I think I'm going to lean to OKC. I'll hold my nose and I'll take it. OKC's given the Lakers problems for years. So I'm going to lean to OKC. I'm not laying points with OKC. Whoever this closes at, that's where I'll bet it. <laughs> Whoever's the favorite, I'm just going to fade them. And so give me the Lakers. Are we sure that AD's healthy after Jaron Jackson posterized him into the injury report? I can say that we cannot confirm nor deny that AD is 100% healthy after that. No. Just can't. ask. I'm not, I'm not going to bet the uh, side in this game. I, I'm going to probably sit back and watch some of it. But if the Lakers are going to win, AD is probably going for like 30 and 15. Yeah, that's the only thing that I'm watching. I'm playing props in this game. I'm not betting the side. But yeah. And the Gideon prop, of- I don't mind because he has done well against the Lakers in his career. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two twenty nine and a half. Any thoughts on the total? I'm gonna lean over in this one. I leaned to the under in the Memphis game yesterday with the Lakers because I just thought that the pace would be a bit ugly, and I thought Memphis defensively in the paint would provide more resistance to AD than they actually did. Went under anyway. I'm gonna go with the over. I've seen OKC play the last couple of games, and they're horrible defensively. They can't stop anybody. I'm gonna go with the over. The Lakers. They're going to play with less pace with LeBron being out, but they could still play fast. Mm-hmm. The Thunder want to play fast. I'm on the over. All right. Slight lane to the over. I don't feel good about it. Just, I just don't feel I, I prefer props in this one. We already talked about the props that we like in this game. All I right. Skipped, I think you skipped the game, by the way. Uh, no, I didn't. It actually moved on me, and it pushed this game up. And it was a good transition. It was a very seamless okay. transition. So, But we're going to use that transition to get into – this next game on the slate but before i do that i gotta talk to you about win bet because they are official online sportsbook of sports gathering podcast network and they have 
live betting, same game parlays, win, build your own bet in a whole bunch of different states. So March Madness is here. Get down on NBA, NHL, XFL, college basketball. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100 limited to state availability. And you have the DGEN's only long shot parlay of the week, where if you hit the longest parlay in terms of highest odds, you will get a $1,000 free credit. So let's choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be torn in order of present state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Yes, go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get your shirts, hats, sweats, hoodies, shorts, all that stuff over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That is store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to hit up the merch store. All right. Next game on the docket, we have the Orlando Magic going to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are laying seven and a half. 226 is the total. It's a lot of back-to-backs tonight. For the Milwaukee Bucks, you will see uh, if... I don't see anything that says Chris Middleton's not going to play. I don't see anything about Giannis either on a back-to-back. I'm assuming Giannis is going to play. Yeah, so I see him. Joe Ingles unlikely to play. That That's what I see right now. And Bucks 6-1 and one on back-to-backs this season. Just throw that out there. For the Orlando Magic, you have Jonathan Isaac, who is questionable. Everything else is good for the Magic. So seven and a half at the bus. That line has come down. It opened up at minus nine and a half. It's now down to seven and a half. Two twenty-six is total. What are you doing? Well, based on all the trends and everything, you're automatically leaning to Milwaukee, but the line movement's a bit concerning. Uh just based on how much it's moved in a game involving the magic, which feels a bit weird. I think I gotta lean to Milwaukee anyway, because they've won fifteen straight. Like it's tough for me to go against this team, but that line movement does look extremely interesting. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it does. And I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with uh, Orlando and the points. Earlier this season, matched up on December 5th in Orlando, Bucks won 109-102. I think that's when Giannis, and I think there were some people missing in that one, actually. can't remember the game script of that one. Oh, it, well, I do see a doubtful here for Chris Middleton. So you might not have Chris Middleton in that game. And this, and that makes me feel better. Like you're missing Chris Middleton. Joe Ingles, another death piece that's been playing pretty solid for them. There's no way game. that Middleton at this point is worth like two points though. Two, three. Yeah, points. no. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's definitely movement. Like it's, it's movement. I see 41% of the bet, 68% of the money on Orlando. The Sharps are on Orlando in this spot. And I feel it because Orlando's playing good basketball right now. And they, I mean, you said it to me, and I think you corrected me on it, but they have an outside shot at this play-in. And they feel like that they this is when they have to turn the season on and really put forth the effort of going out there, stealing wins where they can, and getting themselves into the play-in. They had a really good game last where they got the last time out where they got a win as a four point dog versus the Pelicans. I think that they can make this at least enough to scare Milwaukee, like at least enough to scare Milwaukee and keep themselves in the game. I do like individual pieces for this team as well. And if Paolo Bancaro can turn it on like he turned it on against the Pelicans, then they're 100% going to be in this game. So I'm going to take Orlando plus seven and a half. I like it. 
I'm not going to bet the game, but I, I'm going to go with the team that's 115 straight. But based on the line movement alone, it does seem like the Bucks could be a sucker play. So just keep an eye on it. All right. Totals at 226. Come down half a point. Anything on there? Uh, it's, this is a pretty tough one because Milwaukee defensively is still solid. Orlando defensively is a bit hit or miss, but if you look at the last couple of games for Orlando, they've been better defensively. I mean, they gave up 121 to Indiana, but they gave up, they gave up 93 to New Orleans, 106 to Detroit, uh, 91 to Chicago, but they've been kind of hit or miss. I'm going to lean under because Chicago, because uh, uh, Milwaukee's still on a back-to-back and defensively. Last five games for the Bucks. These, these are points allowed. 104, 101, 99, 100. I'm going to lean to the under. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got a slight lean to the under as well. I think, I still think, I think, I mean, Orlando's been solid. Like, Orlando's been really solid, you know, coming out of this break. But you can say that the level of competition has been down. This is going to be a big test for them, and we'll see if they can live up to it. But three straight unders after All-Star for Orlando. I'm cool backing it as well with Milwaukee and that great defense. I'll take an under as well. All right. Any other props you like for this one? I'm not really sold on much, just thinking about it. Giannis, I think, is going to have a huge game if he plays because Orlando, I think, can actually stop him. Uh, so I think Giannis in line for a big game. I'm assuming that you're going to be pivoting to some type of Ingles props or maybe Grayson He's Allen out. or something if uh, Middleton's out. Ingles is, is probably going to be out too. So there's Ingles be... out. Sorry. So you're probably going to pivot to like Grayson Allen or somebody yeah. like that. Maybe. Yeah. I a know little Compton bit. props, but I'm more on a no side of ball. Moon off came in and stole it already before I could even say it, but I did like Wendell Carter Jr. Today, a double, double at plus plus one ninety five, and one just fading the injury report that the bucks are probably going to sit somebody else. Like, Bobby Portis just came back from injury not too long ago. So if he's if he's a late game scratch, uh, last minute scratch for this game, not surprised. If Giannis is a scratch after what is it? A hand and a what was the other injury? A calf, hamstring, something like that. That uh, it was a wrist injury and a knee injury. Knee injury. So if they pull Giannis in this game, wouldn't be surprised. Like there's so much because this again, this isn't even official injury reports. I think that. Well, no, it looks like officially they said doubtful for Ingles and Middleton early this morning, but I don't know. I don't trust the Bucks injury report too, too much. And if I get one of those guys out of the way, or even if they're not out of the way, Wendell Carter's going to have to play a lot of minutes to match up with those guys, and that gives him more opportunity for rebounds, more opportunity for points. So, yeah, I'm I'm good on back in Wendell Carter today. All right, let's – Mosey on here to no wait because we got one I gotta more talk game. to you. Yeah, we do got one more game, but before we do that, I gotta talk to you again about Talkify, the dating app that you want. Because look, you should have confidence when dating. You should have a lot of confidence when dating, and you can't build that confidence if you're meeting the wrong people. If you like apples. And you love apples, but you keep meeting oranges. You're going to be disappointed. Get the app that's going to help you meet more apples so you can really enjoy your apples. So, number one, modern matchmaking service. They 
can have helped people 80% of people meet their match in the first 12 matches. Right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com. Go to Talkify, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash S-G-P-N for 20% off. And when you become a client, Talkify.com slash S-G-P-N. All right. I, I got to ask, was that like a Goodwill hunting bit? Or do you just decide to talk about apples and oranges? So I just decided to talk about apples and oranges. I wasn't I've, sure if that was like a Goodwill fun hunting fact, type of thing you're going fun for. Fun fact, I've never seen Goodwill hunting. Really? Okay. I've never seen it. I've heard all of the references. I guess that's like where Matt Damon got his start. I think. Yeah, him and Ben Affleck. Oh, Ben Affleck got to start there too. I knew they were like they both cool. co-wrote the movie or the or oh the, really the script. So that's how oh, they became. Well I've known. never seen somebody did a Goodwill Hunting reference that like the other day, and I didn't get it at all. Like I've never seen a movie. Well, it's either do you like it's either do you like apples or like my boy's wicked smart. Just like the main two <laughs> okay. lines from the movie. So oh oh well really oh so yeah for the most yeah. part. I mean, you have it a was a, it was a good in there. But. It was a Goodwill Hunting reference. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, it's not your fault. That's a good one too, Nick. That's a good one too. <laughs> Okay. Right. Oh, that was a that was a reference as well. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's, it's not your fault. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot okay. about that too. That's a good point. It's it's other people that are laughing at that, and I'm not laughing at it at all. Okay, let's get to the last game of slate. We have the New Orleans Pelicans playing the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers are laying one and a half. Opened up at minus two. Now they're laying one and a half. Two twenty three is the total. Ticked up half a point from 222 and a half. For the New Orleans Pelicans, you have Jonas Valanciunas questionable, Josh Richardson questionable, Jose Alvarado and Larry Nance are on IR right now. They are not playing in this game. And for the Portland Trailblazers, you have... uh, I, I can't tell you anything. They just played like literally a couple hours ago, basically. So don't have anything for the Portland Trailblazers. I'm still going to lean to Portland. Are you really? Okay. I actually am. It's based on spot for me. New Orleans, I, I can't take them on the road, especially. They're 10 and 21 on the road. They are. They've lost four straight in general. Uh, they lost to Orlando at home by eight, only scored 93 points. Played the Knicks, they got killed. Played the Raptors, they lost by five. Played the Lakers, lost by 18. Once again, 10 and 21 on the road. Now, I'm not saying that Portland's good. I think everyone knows that I'm very, very anti Trailblazers, but I got to at least acknowledge the fact that with Alvarado being out and they're missing a couple of key bench pieces. Yep. I'm not sold on this team without Zion. I was, first of all, this team without Zion was bad anyway, but now their bench was one of their strongest parts of the team. And now the bench is also compromised. So I'm going to go with the Trailblazers here, but. I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not going to bet the game, but I'm not going to lay money with the Pelicans on the road. 10 and 21 straight up on the road. I, I, I can't do it at one and a half. I'm going to lean to Portland. Nah, Portland sucks too. I'm taking the Trailblazers. I'm going with the dog. I'll take okay. the, uh, not Trailblazers. I'm taking the Pelicans. I'm going with the dog and I'm taking the Pelicans. Portland sucks too. They do. And you fully, you fully went heel on the Trailblazers. Yeah, I have. I think I've. I think I'm full, like finally there, and it took a while. Apologize for you know being late to the party, but I'm always fashionably late. That's nothing new. So, uh, I'm always I'm just, late, but I'm, it's not fashionable. So. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, 
I can't get behind. I know for a fact that we're not going to see Anthony Simons in this game. And I just can't get behind everybody else scoring the basketball right now. Like, I really can't. Is is really is Dame going to carry this team to a win or not? And that's the I, thing. Can Portland win a game if Lillard does not score like thirty five? And that's a, it's a legit question. And there's still some you know history. I wouldn't say it's like bad history, but it's history between two teams. CJ's coming back to Portland. You've got uh, I don't Josh Hart's not even on the team anymore, so that doesn't even matter. Like CJ's coming back. And that's going to be a big thing, like, emotionally for this Pelicans team. They're going to get up for CJ. He's probably going to have a pretty solid game because he's going to have to. I mean, they're, they're compromised. They're extremely compromised. Trey Murphy's probably going to be into the starting lineup this game. And I don't know who exactly is going to have a good matchup with Trey Murphy, whether it's on the inside or on the perimeter. I think he actually – this is a pretty good spot for him to have a nice game. So – I don't know what I'm getting out of Matisse Thibel offensively. I don't know what I'm getting out of Cam Reddish offensively. Uh, Grant might give me 20, so I feel decent about that. But even coming off of that, like, Shady and Sharp is up and down when – I don't know. I'm, I just want Portland to let him play 30 minutes in a game. Just like And just time. let me see what he does. Like, let me just yeah, see just how he responds to it. You know your team's I, not good. Just show me something. I, I, I just can't. I can't get behind Portland anymore, guys. I'm done with them. I – you know, I can't I get behind New Orleans on the road, so it's one of the only spots. Yeah, no, I and I get that. Portland. This probably be the last time that I bet New Orleans on the road. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I just think that uh, CJ coming home is a really nice spot. And if CJ and Brandon Ingram can have a good game, and I'm pretty sure that Trey Murphy is gonna be uh, pretty good from three in this game as well, being able to space the floor and hit some threes, that's gonna really, really invigorate some offense out of them. I'm going, I'm going to Pelicans, and I like the fact that I'm getting a little bit of a first line movement there as well, with 83% of bets, 80% of the money on Portland, but that line dropped half a point, so I feel good about that as well it's an important game in the standings pelicans are 10th trailblazers are 11th so they're actually separated by half a game for the play-in are we sure new orleans even makes the play-in because people keep telling me zion comes i don't think they're gonna make the play-in nope nope you are not guaranteed to see them make the play-in however i do like them to win this game all right totals 223 no 223 233 sorry i was gonna say 223 sounds very very low no sorry misspoke Misspoke, 233. I'm going to lean under. Uh, no, poor one's on a back-to-back. Uh, Golden State plays fast. They had to run up and down the court the entire game. But offensively, the Pelicans, the last couple of games, really, really bad. Uh, just to go through the scoring numbers for the Pelicans over the past couple of games here, I want to just see how deep it goes because I have the last five. I wanted to go even further than that. Okay, so the last couple of games here, 93, 106, 110, 102. 103-107. They can't even break 108. Like, I'm going to lean to the <laughs> under. This team can't score. And now Alvarado's out in company. I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, I like under, too. All right. I told you the players that I like. Give me Trey Murphy threes. I like Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Day. Anything else you want? No, I do like McCollum, though. I think that with Alvarado being out, uh, that's going to even potentially boost his playmaking because I don't know how they're going to mess with the rotations. Are they just going to give McCollum 40 something like 40 minutes and just say when I have no idea how you I don't know. I mean, it's either that or Brandon Ingram. Like he I mean, Brandon Ingram has like I said, Brandon Ingram has experience bringing the ball to court like he's yeah. Zion 
CJ, that's the reason why I really, really like this these three going into the season because all three of them have really good playmaking and not just scoring. So, yeah, I mean, I think that is is CJ's going to have the ball in his hands and be making majority of the decisions. So, yeah, I think that that's a good look as well. I have right. to look at Valanciunas because he's against Eubanks and Eubanks. Oh yeah, can't really he should. Shoot. Oh yeah, he should Valanciunas clean up should on cook the, in this game. Yeah, he should. He should. Very good. See, come on, come to the dark side. Take Scott. I know it's. I know it's Pelicans on the road. I know it is. But this is this is the spot. This is the spot for ten eleven. A ten eleven matchup. This is the spot that they get a road win. There's not a lot of spots they get a road win. This I hope the they do get the road win because I want the Pelicans to make it over the Trailblazers in the play-in. But I'll I'll lean to the to Portland here. We'll see All what right. happens. I, once again, I can, I'm not going to bet it. No matter who I lean to, I'm not betting this game on a side. A, a player prop, maybe, but for a side, no chance. Uh, I don't know. I might actually take a CJ points and New Orleans win a game type of. Okay, so that's that's like a player performance double. Yeah, I, I, I'm I very well maybe on that. Okay. okay, that's it. Don't have anything else. Let's get into our lock and dog. For my lock. I don't see, I don't know if I want to make the Nets my lock or my dog. Uh... Huh. I don't want to feed. Okay, so all right, that's how we do it. So I'll make the Nets plus seven and a half my lock. Cause even though that trend that I said for the Knicks, again, 21, 31, and one against the spread when they're catching seven or more at home since 2011, 40.4% ATS. They're still 37 to 16 straight up. That's pretty much 70%, 69.8%. So I'm not going to make them my dog outright, but I will make the Detroit Pistons my outright dog at plus 190. Chicago sucks, man. They look down to competition. They're not good. And uh, Detroit is, I don't know, man, second half of the season, Detroit has been really good. It was really good last year. It's off to a pretty decent start. Hopefully they keep it going. Cross fingers. Chicago on a back-to-back, traveling out of Canada, now to Detroit. All right, let's do it. Let's roll with the Pistons, plus 190. Scott, what are you doing today? All right, so for my lock, I think I'm going to go to a player prop here. I'm going to go back to Bridges' three-pointers at one and a half at around minus 140. Once again, the last couple of games, he's just constantly going over, especially with the Nets. Uh, He's gone three for seven, two for six, two for five, four for six. Went one for three against the Knicks. He was awful in that game. He really wasn't a factor. I think he'll be more aggressive this time around. But went three for five with against Philly. So he's had at least two three-pointers in five of his first six games with the Nets, and even the last two games with Phoenix. So he's gone over he's gone over this number quite regularly, and yet it's still at one and a half. It's made me a decent amount of money lately. So I'll go with Bridges over one and a half three-pointers at minus one forty as my lock. And for my dog, we're gonna double dog the uh pistons here. I feel like it's a good spot for them. Chicago on a back-to-back. They've lost six straight on the road. I want nothing to do with this team. I think it's six straight on the road. It could be four, but they have not exactly been good. I'm going to go with the Pistons. I think it's a good spot. It's also kind of a geographical rivalry where, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of – I don't want to say records go out the window, but I do think that these games kind of matter for just local bragging rights for, like – these two teams are when the Bucs play, but neither team can actually beat the Bucs ever. So – 
I'll go with uh, the Pistons money line here. I just think it's a good spot. The fade of Bulls team that's awful on the road on a back-to-back. Yep, five straight road losses for the Chicago Bulls. Five, okay. All right. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? No, not really. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rush Show Radio. Hopefully, we'll make some money. And besides that, uh, yeah, good luck to all, all of you and your bets. All right. I'm at really real underscore underscore. Make sure you follow SGPN NBA on Twitter as well. Subs- like, comment, subscribe to us on YouTube. Download, review, all of that stuff on Spotify, on Apple, all wherever you get your podcast. Appreciate all of that. Those keep the lights on. And other than that, let's go ahead and give you your time back. I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do, no other way of ending the podcast. I'm just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Ba-da-ba-da-da!